Tonight's Garden of Amuna class is titled Faith, the Place of Happiness. So, I would like to begin this uh, class with reading you actually today's Hayom Yom. What is Hayom Yom? Hayom Yom is a calendar that the previous Rebbe said he wanted made in 1943. He said we need to find someone who will make a calendar where every single day of the calendar will carry a Hasidic message to be able to give you the message of the day. And when the previous service said to find someone, <laughs> the someone was his son-in-law, who's our Rebbe. And they made a calendar called Hayom Yom. A day is a day. And I'm going to read to you what he wrote today. Forgive me, it's actually translated in English. I only have the Hebrew in front of me, so I'm going to read it and give you my own free translation. Ma'avodat bal esek, from the service, the divine service that is demanded of a businessman. Le'oyrer ba'atzmoi, to arouse within himself ha'emuna ubitachon, the faith and the trust. Gomur, complete faith and trust. Ba'hazon u'mefarnis l'cholbosa, in he, capital H, in he who sustains and feeds all flesh. What is the faith you need to have in God? That he, blessed be he, will give the full, broad, abundant sustenance. Okay, Let's, uh, we can stop right there for a moment. And say, okay, so you need to know that God is going to provide. That's not where the Rebbe stops. The next piece. You have to be truly, truthfully, not the fake it out, truthfully happy with a good heart. As if your sustenance is already laying right before you. So let's talk about this for a second and then we'll get straight into the class with what I want to share with you. So what happens is as follows. You have to have faith and trust. And by the way, very interesting words here. He says you need to arouse within yourself. It's not enough to have it Knowing, yeah, deep down, I'm sure I believe, but right now I'm worried to, to, to who no end. You have to reveal, you have to reveal it within yourself. It should be conscious on your mind, a true feeling in your heart that I totally have faith and trust in God. And what is this trust and faith? That God will provide. Now, once you have trust, that God will provide, so the fact that it isn't yet in your bank account doesn't bother you. Because if God said, He's going to do it. It's that simple. So I don't have it now. It's okay. You all know what that feels like. You call up a certain person and you ask them, can you? And they say yes. And you hang up the phone and you start saying to Hillen. Because when this guy says yes, it's at best a maybe. So I'm very worried. Until it's in my hand, I'm absolutely worried. But then there are those 
who when you call them up and they say, listen, at the end of the month, before the end of the month, I need $10,000. Can I rely on you? Yes. One day goes by, another day goes by, a third day goes by. You're not worried. Because when this guy says yes, it's as good as cash in your bank. You told him when you need it by, it will be there by then. You understand what this Hayom Yom is saying? The faith in God is so strong that it's like cash in your bank. Thus, I can already now stop worrying, already now be happy. That was today's Hayom Yom. Now let's go straight into what we want to talk about. It's going to be a short class, straight to the point, because faith isn't a philosophy. Faith is a practical medicine to a shaking, trembling heart. If that's not what it is, then you don't have faith. If faith is a ponderance, a Kabbalistic class, a book that you read or are going to one day write, that's not a Muna. A Muna needs to be exactly what you just heard in today's Hayom Yom. It is so palatable, so real, that worry leaves and just happiness and a good heart of certainty arises. Now, don't get me wrong. This morning, after today's morning services, we always learn the Hayom Yom and we do some other learning. I mentioned there, yeah, it would be great to be able to have the type of faith that it doesn't come in waves. It's there and it's flatlined. It's done. Of course, we don't go through that. At least not yet. At least not me. Sometimes you're stronger. Sometimes you feel it's slipping away. Sometimes you don't know how that amolek creeped up behind you and you're shaking from doubt. And again, you have to go through the procedure. Again, you have to arouse it. But faith is when you're able to arouse it to really silence the demons, to really silence Amalek for however long you can. The word Emunah, I've shared with you before, the word Emunah, the Alter Rebbe writes in Tanya, comes from the word Imun Yad. The word Imun Yad is concerning a shochet, a ritual slaughterer, or a scribe, or any professional that uses his hands. They're studying the science of an art, and then there's the doing it, doing it, doing it, until your hand picks up the own consciousness of the hand without your brain thinking, your hand's doing what it's got to do. You know what that means. If you're good at something and you've done it for 10, 20 years, you know that the minute your hand reaches for that tool, that pencil or whatever it is, your hand goes straight as if it has its own mind. By the way, <laughs> not that I'm no professional on martial arts, but in martial arts they teach you that. Until your body doesn't react from its own consciousness, you're not an artist. You're not a martial artist. Because if you have to stop and think and make the moves and play it out, you're not, it's not real. So the Altareba writes, Imun. Emuna comes with Imun. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Doubt comes up. It's okay. It's okay. Cool. Doubt's there. Go through the process again. Work the brain. Think. Silence the demons. Eventually, it becomes a neurological pattern. And eventually, before the doubt 
sends shivers down your spine, you already cut it at the bud. You nipped it right there. So understand when the Rebbe writes now yom yom, he doesn't write, you must have faith. That's not what he writes. He writes, yeoider, arouse, imun, work it again, work it again. And then what happens after that? What happens after that is that again we fall into a rut. Again we start trembling. Again we're nervous. It's okay. Work it over again. Bring it out again. Emunah. It's not you have it and it's there always. You have it. It's strong. It silenced the demons. You're okay for a while. It creeps up on you again. Do it again. So now let's talk about specifically what we want to talk about today. So you have the process of emuna. And the today's title is what? The place of happiness. And that's why I brought to you that Hayom Yom. Let's talk about two types of happinesses. Let's talk about one type of happiness which continuously needs to be fueled. Simply speaking, what I mean today, because every emotion needs to continuously be fueled. Emotions are like fire. You stop feeding food to fuel to the fire, it dies out. And that's why every single day we have to daven. And every single day we have to reawaken the fire in our heart. But let's talk for a moment what I mean when I say it needs to be fueled. What it means is kind of, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote this for a reason, kind of like the Mishnah that says there's two types of loves. There's a love which is dependent upon something. I love you because of this. But the minute this disappears, I don't love you no more. So if I love you because you do something for me and you stop doing it for me, I don't love you no more. Then there's a type of love that isn't based upon what you do for me. I love you because I love you, period. I want to borrow that theme of that mission and ethics of our Father and let's bring it to happiness. There's a happiness because today I made a check. So today I'm happy. Today the guy was nice to me. Today they smiled at me. Today, I just had a good day. So what happens here is that is what? Happiness is not the place of blessings. Blessings is the place of happiness. I'm having a blessing, so I'll be happy. So what happens over here is that the whole approach to what's happening here is that I need to see, get blessings. I need people to be nice to me. I need people to give me things. I need to have a good day. And then I'm happy. But if I don't get my blessings, God forbid, and if I'm not having people smile to me, and if I'm not getting what I want, then I'm not happy. So blessings is the place of happiness. Where there is blessings, there is happiness. Where there is no blessings, there is no happiness. Let's go back to the faith I quoted to you from my Yom Yom. The faith that we're talking about over here is quite the opposite. The faith that we're talking about here is that the faith gives birth to happiness and happiness becomes the place of blessings. What we're talking about here is a very simple perspective and yet it's so difficult to swallow. To be able to tell yourself that I have absolute good faith that God is going to be good to me and is going to be okay. Why? Because God is good and God unconditionally 
loves me. Remember I gave you that example about the guy who told you it's going to be good and all of a sudden it's like cash in your bank? We're talking tonight about the type of faith that isn't born from the details that are happening. It is born from the artist who draws the details. Let me talk about that in a moment. There's a happiness in the mere fact that I don't know why, but God absolutely, unconditionally loves me. Loves me not because I'm good, because heaven knows that it's far from the truth. Loves me because. Why? I don't know. God chose to unconditionally love me. Now, I want to I wanna take it for a step further because I told you tonight I just want to be practical. Unless I get esoteric tonight, I'm having a very practical night tonight. Most of us know someone who we can point a finger at and say, God loves that person. I, I've just been watching their life. God loves that person. You know, by chassidim, we talk about that in our relationship to the Rebbe. We all know that there are certain people, for whatever reason, it's just every time they did the Rebbe smiles, there's a certain love. Don't understand it, what, when, where. They know that certain chassidim were able to get away with certain comments. Another chassid tried that, forget it. So for a chassid, for me to talk to you about this is maybe a little bit more tangible to me than what I'm talking to you about God. Because I don't know exactly what it means to be able to point at a guy and say, I know that God loves this person. I don't know. I don't know what that means. But I definitely know that when I stood by Fabrengen, I did have that feeling about the Rebbe and a certain individual or certain individuals. It was very palatable. It was very clear. And now, I want you just to picture a certain change of paradigm. Where you can close your eyes and absolutely feel the Rebbe loves me as much as the Rebbe loves that person. Now, I'm talking to a group of people. I don't know how many of you ever saw the Rebbe. can relate to what I'm talking about. But to me, talking about that, and now I can talk to you about Hashem. Because now I have a very palatable, thick, touchable feeling that I have in mind. When I can think about a certain person who I know clearly, in a revealed sense, that ever showered love and blessings and stories after stories, for me to be able to close my eyes and say, that's exactly the way the Rebbe loves me. So now all the stories that I know, how the Rebbe took care of this person, that's exactly how the Rebbe is taking care of me. I'm just letting you into the mind and heart of a chassid, by the way. Very interesting. I want to share with you a story. I heard it from the person who wrote the story to the Rebbe. There were two people online for dollars. If you're familiar with the Sunday dollars, you ever heard of Sunday dollars? The Rebbe would stand Sunday for hours and give everyone a dollar. You had a chance to actually talk to the Rebbe, and the Rebbe would give you a quick answer. 
So someone in 770 heard two non-Chabad Chassidim talking. I know who it was. He told me himself the story. And he told me he wrote the story into the Rebbe. And one of those non-Chabad Chassidim, he was a Chassid, not Chabad, turned around and said, you know, the Rebbe does so many miracles for us. They have stories. This one had a, a case with health. This one had a case with business. Clearly, they came to the Rebbe and they did so miracles. And the other Chassid said, but why doesn't the Rebbe do those miracles for his own Chassidim? You'll have much more stories of miracles that the Rebbe performed for non-Chabad Chassidim than he did for Chabad Chassidim. That's at least the way that these two people were talking. So now the person went and answered back to that other person. You don't understand. So his own Chassidim, he makes sure that they shouldn't need the miracles. <laughs> we get into a rut, we come running, and he helps us out. But for his own Chassidim, the Rebbe makes sure that they don't fall into the rut. Then you close your eyes and you think about this. You now re-experience what I'm talking to you about in a Chassid's mind. Why that person, everyone saw the relationship? Why by me maybe I didn't open up to allow myself to see that relationship? But one moment of certainty to be able to say that without a shadow of a doubt, the way the Rebbe smiled to that chassid, the way the Rebbe showered blessings on that chassid, that's exactly the way the Rebbe loves me. Let's talk about God. Because at the end of the day, in a chassid's world, the Rebbe is a servant of God. And when we reflect upon the Rebbe's relationship to us, it's nothing more than an embodiment of a walking, breathing Torah. I look at the Rebbe, and I see how the Rebbe behaves. To me, that is a walking, talking Torah Jewish law. That's the embodiment of what a Torah Jew is, is like. So when I talk about the Rebbe, and I say, now let's talk about Hashem, understand that the Tzaddik, the Gemara says, Tzaddik is Dome Leboram. He's likened. He's a reflection of God. If you want to know God's relationship with you, look at a Tzaddik's unconditional relationship with a Jew. How much more so a Rebbe. So let's talk about this. Let's go back to that feeling. So we all have a friend that we point a finger on. You know, in the non-Jewish world, they say, oh, he's a cat with nine lives. In the Jewish world, they'll say, God loves him. God just continuously protects this guy or this girl. It's just amazing. God just loves this person. And there's always that little touch of, yeah, I wish it was me like that. And then you close your eyes and you have absolute faith. The way I feel God loves that person, the truth is, that's exactly the way God loves me. You understand now what it means that through faith, happiness is the place of blessings, not blessings is the place of happiness. It isn't that God showed me one trip and God showed me another trip and God did this for me and this was a good blessing. So you know what? I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be happy because you know what? Maybe God does love me. Let's start it from the other way around. Let's start it from the unconditional, inside out. Let's really dare to be vulnerable enough to believe that God unconditionally loves me. 
Have I made mistakes in my life? Well, yes. Do I deserve to be forgiven? Not a bad person. Have a Yitzhara. Does God love me knowing everything I've done? Absolutely, yes. Will God forgive me? He's already done that. And then you close your eyes and you absolutely believe. You see, I took you down a road and I want to tell you why I took you down a road. I took you down a road because it needs to be tangible. If I were to tell you to close your eyes and think that God loves me, you wouldn't even know what that looked like. You know that famous saying, if you saw love walking down the street, you wouldn't know it. So if I told you, close your eyes and feel that God loves me. Okay, yeah, I feel it. It's like a warm feeling. I didn't do that with you. I wanted each and every one of you to identify someone in your lives that you've always felt that person God loves. Because you know exactly what you mean when you say that about that person. So there's no playing here tonight. There's no, yeah, God loves me. No, 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 no. I want you to think about that person who maybe sometimes we even were a little jealous of because that person that ever really loves. That individual, there's something about him that God just loves him unconditionally, never stops protecting him. I want you to feel it. I want you to feel it together with that touch of jealousy because that's how real that love is to you. And now that you feel that, you know exactly what I'm talking to you about. Now close your eyes and now be able to absolutely believe that that is exactly the way God loves me. Period. And when you have that feeling, when you have that feeling that you feel like the luckiest person in the world, the person who's not afraid to take a chance, the person who's so sure it's going to be okay, because that's the way you always looked at that other person who was loved by God. Now you apply that to yourself. And now we're beginning to understand the title of today's class. Faith. Faith is where happiness is the place of blessings and not vice versa. Now we begin to really understand that what Amuna does for me is it makes me feel, really feel, really believe that I am the luckiest person on the face of earth because I am loved by God. I am so loved by God unconditionally, never stops forgiving me, always will protect me. It's going to be okay. And when you can embody that palatable feeling of Amuna the way you apply it to someone that you're jealous of, that they always had it. And now you realize it's you. It's you. It's you that God loves. You're the chassid that the Rebbe smiles to and absolutely loves. When you have that feeling, then you understand that happiness is the place of blessings. Because if God tells you that I'm going to deliver, because I love you, that's like cash in the bank. It's not the blessings brings happiness and then I got to worry tomorrow if it's going to happen again. You're not dealing with the book. You're dealing with the author. The author loves you. 
You have nothing to worry about no more what's going to be written in that book. Sleep peacefully. Rest assured. This, I'm going to go back and close with what I started with. This is an art which you cannot read, understand, and done. That's like an artist reading about art and thinking that it's okay, now I'll just draw. Got to take the pencil in your hand, you got to draw it once, got to try again, got to try again. Slowly but surely, the hand develops a consciousness of its own and you're becoming an artist. The same thing with Amuna and your brain. You got to create that pattern once. Doubts creeping up. I'm nervous. I have so many signs. It's not looking good. I'm worried. Yeah, of course God helped me last time. But since last time I botched up again, will he help me again? All the doubt, it sends shivers up and down your spine. It robs sleep. It drives you nuts. And all you have is an opportunity. Develop it again. Let's go back to the core. Go back to that person who you always felt with a touch of jealousy that God loves that person. You saw it. You felt it. And when you have that love that you know what you're talking about, then close your eyes and do it again. Do it again. Realize it's you. It's you that God loves. It's you that God unconditionally loves and unconditionally forgives and unconditionally protects. And then you know it's going to be okay. And then you know that Amuna makes happiness the place of blessings and not vice versa. That's all for tonight, guys.